Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 144. Brian, how are you doing? Doing great, Mary. Uh, this past week, I got to hang out with uh, my two old oldest friends from college, I think. The oldest friends I've had from college, Gavin and Nick. Uh, we went to downtown Seattle, and we had some barbecue at a place called, I think it was Jack's Barbecue. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, it, 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 they serve what it recommend what what uh, the name uh, suggests it's barbecue what'd you uh, get to eat um i got some barbecue ribs um and they were very good the <laughs> the fries were very salty so you might want to ask them to not season it and salt it as much <laughs> next time around i would probably ask for that but it was really good uh it was nice to you know hang out and meet up with uh my friends and you know ask them what's up uh how's life going uh, now that the pandemic hopefully is you know nearing its end and all that good stuff uh this particular restaurant i mean most restaurants uh you know you can take your mask off while you're eating but they didn't it looked like uh the waiters and waitresses still had their masks on which i guess I makes pretty sense. much most of most restaurants are like that still yeah exactly and you know even though the cdc guidelines are have changed you know private companies have their own rules and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that um, we also, uh, uh, do you want to go over, um, hanging out with Brayden? Yeah. Um, but before that, we also went to the Mariners game last, uh, Wednesday and mm. just a tip, there was vaccinated section and unvaccinated sections and Brian and I are both vaccinated, but we sat in an unvaccinated section. The tickets were the same price, $10, literally the cheapest tickets I've ever had at a Mariners game. But uh, in the unvaccinated sections, there was social distancing still. And so all the seats around us were zip tied up. And so it's pretty nice. There was, you know, like 30 seats in a row or so. And there was uh, about seven people in our row. Yeah. So we pretty much got our own little private section, which yeah, we would whereas not have gotten. Yeah, the vaccinated section is right under the big screen. So then you can't like do the hydroplane races or the hat jumbling thing or anything (laughs) and so uh and there's no social distancing in the vaccinated section so you're just sitting next to people which is fine to vaccinated but also we got free t-shirts says see us rise because we're vaccinated too you had to like prove it prove that we're vaccinated also wanted to uh note if anyone's interested in scanning their vaccine card that's how I got into the Mariners game. That way you don't have to have the physical um, paper card. card with you. Yeah. Uh, you can probably use this at a lot of places, but if you go on the notes app in your iPhone and then you press the camera button and then you press scan documents, you can scan your vaccine card or in my case, I have two cause they put dose one and dose two on different cards for some reason. But um, then it just, scans it like a PDF. And then you can also uh, go back to the main, main page on notes and you can pin it to the top by sliding the note to the right and pin it at the top of your notes. And then it's easy access for wherever you're going. Nice. Yes. That was, you definitely uh, showed your vaccine documentation a lot more fluidly than me. I was fumbling with my wallet. You're just like, oh, here it is. Yeah. Well, cause my ticket, the tickets were on my phone and then I was like, okay, here's my ticket. And then here's my vaccine card. Good to go. Yep. 
And then also got to hang out with Brayden this week, as Brian mentioned. She and I went out for an early dinner, and then we, Brian, Brayden, and I all hung out on the roof for a while. And just so nice that the roof is open this summer, because last summer the roof in my apartment was not open. And so that's kind of a bummer because I don't have any outdoor space of my own in my apartment. <laughs> right, right. The roofs are nice. Um, but also uh, this week, what I've been up to is the NBA playoffs has basically oh, yeah. started. So, uh, and you know, I'm, you know, living the, the indoor lifestyle during the pandemic and, you know, pre-pandemic too, but let's not go over that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the NBA playoffs has started. So I've been like pretty much following most of the games that are being played. Uh, you know, I have the TV on like in the background, so I'm not really like watching every game, but I'm aware of what's going on and I'm just going to bring you guys up to date on, uh, you know, like what the, what the status of the playoffs is right now. Mm-hmm. So currently most teams have played two games. Now there's still one set of two games, or there's still two games that are, have still only played one, one game, but uh, let me just go down through the Western conference and then Eastern conference. And we can uh, see what my predictions are. But also wanted to mention that Rui is the only Gonzaga uh, person still playing in the NBA postseason. Uh, are we sure about that? Because I know Memphis is in the. Isn't Brandon Clark on Memphis? Oh, maybe not. Never mind. Oh well, maybe maybe. That's what uh, the slipper still fit says. Oh, maybe Brandon Clark's injured then or something. Because I know Memphis. He was on Memphis last I checked. But yes, you're correct. Rui is on the Washington Wizards. They won their play-in game, uh, so they originally weren't supposed to make the playoffs, but because of the play-ins, they were able to participate in the playoffs. Unfortunately, right now, they're losing their series to Philadelphia 1-0 right now, Um, but and this is, they're the eighth seed, and Philadelphia is the one seed, so they're not really expected to win, but it's nice to see Rui, uh, you know, have his first playoff appearance, which is good for him. Oh, as a follow-up, uh, Brandon Clark and Killian Tilly are on the Memphis Grizzlies, but they have not seen any game action. So that's why ah, the article said gotcha, Rui's the only gotcha. one. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and the next next uh, game I'm going to go over is the New York Knicks versus the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta actually, I was watching this game live. Uh, the, the Knicks fans are extremely eager to see New York finally succeed at basketball. They're kind of like, <laughs> Uh, they, they really haven't had any success over the last two decades, really. <laughs> so now that they're in their playoffs, they're losing their minds. They're like, oh my God, we're going to do something. But unfortunately, they got upset by the Atlanta Hawks at their own home court. So things are not looking too good for them right now. But, you know, they have, you know, they have to w- lose three more games before they actually lose the series. So hopefully they'll uh, turn it around. I know that that game, the game two is going to happen later today. So by the time this podcast comes out, probably will have missed the second game (laughs) but so the next game i'm going to go over is milwaukee bucks versus the miami heat uh this is an interesting matchup because last season milwaukee was the number one seed and they got upset by the miami heat uh and this this time around they're not messing around they're up 2-0 in the series and they're it looks pretty dominating on their side so i expect them to advance and then we have the brooklyn nets against the Boston Celtics. Usually Boston is a powerhouse in the NBA, but Brooklyn this year has pulled out all the stops. They've spent a lot, a lot of money to acquire uh, basically the best basketball players that are, that were available in the off season. So they probably have 
you know, like three of the best, I don't know, five players in the NBA right now on one team. So it's kind of like an all-star team and they definitely are the team to beat and everyone wants to beat them because it, they're basically so stacked. But right now they're up 2-0 in the series against Boston and they definitely will be the team to beat. So that's the Eastern Conference. And then the Western Conference, uh, we, ha- we start off with a little surprise, the eighth-seeded Memphis Grizzlies, which also were participating in the play-in series or the play-in, the, like the little mini play-in tournament. They won their first game against the Utah Jazz, um, and they are the eighth seed. Utah's the one seed, so that was a huge upset. Um, that game is going to be going on uh, later today as well, so there's only one game been played. But right now they're up in the series, so good for them. And then my favorite series right now is the Los Angeles Clippers against the Dallas Mavericks. And the Los Angeles Clippers always try to like uh, basically say we're a legitimate team, basically playing in the same stadium as the Lakers. They just have never really found postseason success, but they did. They do have two superstars on their team, but once again, they uh, uh, they're not doing too well. They're down 2-0 in the series against Dallas and they lost both of their home games. So the next two games will be away games for them. So it's not looking good for them. And what's funny about their two losses is leading into the playoffs, they were specifically trying to avoid the Lakers, it looked like. So they're benching all their stars leading up to the playoffs, and they lost those games. So it looked like they were tanking to get a uh, more beneficial like seed selection. So they would avoid the Lakers, but they got the Dallas Mavericks, I guess, because they thought the Dallas Mavericks were weak, but uh, they are it's apparently getting smacked around right now, which is uh, pretty amusing to people that don't like, uh, you know, manipulating your record for, you know, postseason success, which is a little underhanded. And then we have two more games to go over. The Portland Trailblazers, shout out to Elise, big Portland fan, <laughs> and the Denver Nuggets. Right now, the series is tied one-to-one, and I'd say that's probably the closest series right now, um, just because it's tied one-to-one. All the other uh, games are uh, basically 1-0 or 2-0, except for the last game that I'm going to go over, which is the Los Angeles Lakers against the Phoenix Suns. Um, Phoenix jumped out in the series with a 1-0 lead and shocked the Lakers. Lakers were, although they are the worst seed, they're expected, they're still favorites because they have LeBron James, just the way it works, I guess. (laughs) Um, But the Lakers did win this second game, so the series is tied 1-1 right now, and uh, that's anyone's game. Uh, so that's basically my update the, my two favorite series to watch right now would definitely be the, the Clippers against the Dallas Mavericks, just because it's funny to see a team that's, you know, tanked to get this team lose to this team <laughs> and the New York Knicks against the Atlanta Hawk. Both series are the fourth seed against the fifth seed. So these are, you know, very close games. Neither team is like, you know, it's not like a blowout or either way. So these are the, probably going to be the closest, most exciting games. Now I don't really follow uh, and the NBA as much as I do college basketball and obviously specifically Gonzaga basketball mm-hmm. and along with the NBA having you know, the playoffs right now Gonzaga has also had tons of news this week so I'm going to go over a few of the stories um, number one is Aaron Cook Jr. decided to transfer to Georgia so um, as you know he transferred to Gonzaga last year from Southern Illinois and he had played four seasons there and Um, I believe he graduated, and so that's why he was able to immediately play at Gonzaga. Um, And he only 
got about 13.4 minutes of uh, playtime per game this past season at Gonzaga, whereas um, at Southern Illinois, he had averaged 30 minutes, over 30 minutes a game. And that's because Andrew Nemhard was granted an immediate waiver to, for his transfer year. So he was able to start playing, which took away Aaron's, Aaron Cook's uh, playtime. Right. And so because the, um, the NCAA allowed another an extra year of eligibility this year because of COVID, um, he now has another year of uh eligibility so he's decided to transfer he's still a bulldog just a georgia bulldog ah uh, <laughs> he's gonna be the oldest college basketball player he's gonna be breaking records <laughs> i know i'm like he's gonna have like the most points i mean yeah, all possible. i mean Corey kispert was the only other senior this year so he also could have um chosen to do that do that but i was just thinking like he like you just said he could break some records just because he he's played more yeah he's played more and but the thing is, it's on three different teams at the, you know, at this point, he also oh, right. participated in senior night at Gonzaga this year, and he will then participate in senior night again at Georgia next year. So, and he probably had senior night the year before too. So <laughs> he just, in the adoring fans, you know, maybe he just likes senior night who doesn't, yeah. you know, when if he, maybe next year there'll be fans to celebrate senior night with him in Georgia. There you go. Um, next up, since, you know, Tommy Lloyd left Gonzaga to go to Arizona, there's an open space for an assistant coach and they've decided to hire Steven Gentry and he actually played at Gonzaga. He played as a walk-on from 2002 to 2006 and he worked on the staff um, from 2017 to 2019. And he also worked with uh, Texas A&M, Stephen F. Austin and Oklahoma State uh, basketball programs in several roles. And then he finally most recently joined uh, Illinois as an assistant coach. So, you know, huge shoes to fill with Tommy Lloyd leaving, but he, at Definitely. least he has um, experience at Gonzaga, both as a player and as on staff a few years ago. So I think this is a good hire. What do you think, Brian? Uh, I agree. Definitely has a lot of huge shoes to fill, especially with like the recruiting department, because Tommy Lloyd did a lot of that mm -hmm. as well. Um, but it looks like he does have the experience, you know, uh, they mentioned that, you know, spent his last two seasons at Illinois. That's, that's the, basically the, the highlight of the resume where basically helped be a part of a number one seed last season where mm -hmm. Illinois made the NCAA tournament as a number one seed. So that's true. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely something to brag about. And I look forward to seeing, uh, how, how well he fits in with Mark few and the system we have here. And, um, you know, Tommy Lloyd was, is known for his international recruiting, but I think you mentioned this maybe a few podcasts ago, but maybe we won't need international recruiting quite as much as we did in the past because more and more, you know, top high school players are deciding to come to Gonzaga, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. I think there has been like a little breakthrough, especially after, you know, Jalen Suggs and now, you know, we're getting the number one pick again. Uh, that's, that's two in a row. And usually we kind of had to go overseas to, you know, find talent that, cause all the other, you know, big name schools were kind of grabbing the talent first in America, but it definitely looks like a changing of, you know, the trend, uh, we are getting some top talent now. So yeah, yeah it's something to keep, keep an eye on. And then we were going to record the podcast yesterday, but we decided to record it today. And thank goodness we waited because there was even more Gonzaga news that came out today. Um, very exciting. Drew Timmy has decided to stay 
with Gonzaga for another year instead of, yes. you know, go to the NBA <laughs> or go overseas or pursue other options. Um, very, very exciting. He's deciding to return for his junior season. Um, last year, he averaged 19 points and seven rebounds per game while shooting an astonishing 65.5% from the floor. He won the Carl Malone Award and was also named um, uh, second team All-American. So very, very exciting. I'm so happy he decided to stay. Um, I feel like every year there's tons of players that leave, but there's one that's like, I'm going to stick around for an extra year. And I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. And it's, it's amazing because now we're going to have, you know, Drew Timmy is so, so, he's very good. He's like, I've, I'm seriously impressed with him. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like improved said, so much from the previous year to this past year. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's averaging 19 points and at 65% shooting, that's extremely efficient. It's going to be nice to see, uh, was it Chet Holgerman or whatever? Yeah, Chet Holmgren. Oh yeah. Him paired with Drew Timmy and, you know, as like the two centers or two forwards that, that is definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, because like we have only been re- reporting our people leaving Gonzaga. So Yes, here's some good news. <laughs> yes. And then last but not least, uh, Gonzaga is actually going to be bringing back a battle in Seattle, and they're going to be playing Alabama on December 4th this year. It's going to be played at uh, Climate Pledge Arena. That'll be exciting because I think it's going to open in the fall, so it'll be pretty new, but still then. Um, battle in Seattle went on for 13 years straight, and then it ended in the 2015-2016 season. I think it went three out of the four years when I was a student at Gonzaga and it was really fun. Um, you know, tons of alumni from Gonzaga live in Seattle. And so it's a big draw. And also it's like impossible to get tickets in the kennel. So even if you go to Spokane, you pretty much can't go to a game, but you can get tickets to battle in Seattle. And yeah, very excited about that too. So, you know, yesterday's or earlier this week's Gonzaga news is like, eh, but Today's was good. Yeah, they, they dropped all the good news today. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where Paceline comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services, and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today.
And then we're just going to finish up this episode with some weird news. So Brian, go ahead. Okay. So the first one is it's uh, an interesting lottery story on basically this, this lady was, you know, going on a lunch break and she was scratching off some lottery tickets and she didn't completely scratch off everything, but she thought that um, she didn't have the winning ticket or she thought it was a useless ticket. So she went ahead and threw it away. And basically once she was gone, uh, what's his name? Lee. Oh no, that's, that's the woman's name. Um, let's see. Sorry. Uh, his name is Abi Shah, who is the store owner. He, he looked in the trash. He saw that the, the ticket was completely, it wasn't completely unscratched. He went ahead and scratched it all off and lo and behold, the ticket was worth a million dollars. So he was faced with a dilemma on what to do with that. He said he slept, he didn't sleep two nights and he called his mom and his grandparents to ask them what to do about it. And they convinced him to give it back and they didn't want the money. And uh, at the end of the day, he said his grandma uh, telling him that it's just not right for them to keep it convinced him to uh, basically reach out and track down this, this lady that he found her at her workplace. Uh, I guess she was a regular customer, but he found her at a workplace. That's good detective skills, by the way, <laughs> and asked her to, you know, meet, meet him at his shop. So she went there and uh, he's presented her with the, the winning ticket. And that was she, nice. Yeah, it was really he nice. Just kept it. Exactly. And then apparently uh, this lady just survived COVID too. So she felt, said she felt like a double winner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good feel good story. And he did, uh, you know, b- make some money on the end of it too, because when you're the winning, when you're the store that sells the winning ticket, he basically received, or the owners mm. will rece- receive $10,000. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So that is just, so be a good person in and of itself, but it also, you know, has financial rewards when you're the, <laughs> when you're the manager of the, of the, you know, the convenience area that sells the winning ticket. So yeah. Yes. Very now good I that. have my uh, weird news story and Brian, do you remember when the ice cream truck would come around and there'd be a SpongeBob um, popsicle on there? on the side of the truck? Uh, I think so. I, yeah. I usually don't go for that one, but yes, I do remember. Yeah, I, I didn't go for that one either, but um, there usually was one, I feel like. And there's the four-year-old who loves popsicles and he loves SpongeBob. And so <clears throat> he actually took his mom's iPad for some remote learning and he ended up going onto her Amazon Prime account, which she shares with her sister mm-hmm. and ordered 918 uh, SpongeBob popsicles, and and <laughs> That's her what I'm sister talking about <laughs> yeah her sister lives nearby and you know her his mom was like retrospectively was like it was kind of weird because he just kept saying 51, 51, 51 and she didn't know what he was talking about you know four year old mm-hmm. um, and so then all of a sudden her sister calls her and she's like you have to stop ordering all this stuff and sending it to my house. Um, there's three huge boxes that were weighed 70 pounds each and said they required immediate freezing. And, <laughs> the, you know, his oh. mom, Noah's mom was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, she was the owner of 51 cases of SpongeBob popsicles, which cost just under $2,619. <laughs> oh my God. Two thousand. So, that's, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. So that is why Noah was repeating 51 over and over because 51 cases of popsicles. And so the issue is, is that Amazon wouldn't take these 
popsicles back because they came from a third party vendor. And so, yeah, so her credit card is investigating, but so far they haven't issued a refund. And so that's a lot of money that she probably didn't want to spend on popsicles and there's no freezer space to keep all these popsicles. And so one of her friends actually started to go fund me for her and it paid more than paid off in over 24 hours, um, had plenty of money to pay for the popsicles. So far they haven't been able to get a refund from Amazon, but at least got the money elsewhere from the GoFundMe. And she said that with the extra money that they got from the GoFundMe, she's going to uh, pay for the extra educational support that Noah needs because he has autism. And so, ah, okay. yeah. And so also uh, Noah wanted to note in this article that he would like to meet SpongeBob. So, you know, that's <laughs> the closest he got was getting all those popsicles, I think. <laughs> that's I don't funny. think his, I don't think his mom's going to allow him uh, around her iPad yeah, or at least or be some extra controls. supervised. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got to add a um, passcode to the Amazon app. Yes, yes. That, that's definitely a new one. You always hear stories of kids buying things without their parents' permission. But that's a that's yeah, a big 51 order. cases of popsicles. That's a lot. That's a lot. And yeah, there's a picture of him on top of standing on top of the boxes eating a SpongeBob <laughs> popsicle. And so that's at least a very memorable story. Maybe you can write about it in a college essay or something. Yes, someday. you might get into college off that. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, things I learned from ordering off my mom's Amazon Prime account. I love it. Well, I hope everyone has a good Memorial Day weekend, and we will talk to you again in June. Bye. Bye.